Support for our show comes solely from listeners like yourself. If you like what we're doing, help us by sharing the pod on social media and leaving us a five-star review, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Audible. Thanks again for listening, and without further ado, let's start the show. Good evening, everybody. My name is Brant Robinson. I am in my 26th year at, well, 25 years at Dunedin High School, 26 years in the profession. What I really appreciate about PCTA is to be treated as a professional. The sanctity of the classroom is critical. But I also appreciate that everything that PCTA does is by consensus. It's democracy in action. And I really believe that public schools are the foundation of our democracy. So I get to model that and experience that on a regular basis with my union. Welcome back to PCTA's FIRE Podcast. I'm Brennan Pickett. I'm the FEA Director and FIRE Co-Chair here at PCTA. I'm Philip Belcastro. I'm also a FIRE Co-Chair at PCTA. I'm Anita Green, and I teach English 1. And I do not exist. Right. No laughs. Okay. Well, just, just jokes. Just jokes. I'm Ramzi Aziz. I teach AP Psychology, AP Euro, and Humanities. I haven't used that in a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're here today to do a new special episode. We're going to call it Aziz on the Streets. Recently, there was a protest up at the TD ballpark for the governor's baseball dinner. This was on February 16th, and it was a protest for Ron DeSantis in particular. And we sent our correspondent, Ramsey Aziz, there on the streets talking to people and seeing what was making them all tick. So um, Ramsey... What was the purpose of this protest? What was going on? So, as I'm sure the listeners are aware of, education is being attacked in the state of Florida by the current administration of the state. They're attacking the unions. They're attacking education. They're attacking what we can teach in the classroom, what we can say in the classroom. They're attacking literature that's allowed to be in the classroom. And this is extremely frustrating for teachers, parents, students alike. And recently, as of the last school board meeting, the previous one, not the last one. Yeah. Um, a book in Pinellas County has been banned. Toni Morrison's The Bluest Eyes. People who have been frustrated by what's going on with our school board, with the state, whatnot, all coalesced in this area of Dunedin, Florida, uh, to go ahead and basically voice their concerns. Yet another example of this culture war kind of running rampant in the area. This is, um, you can listen more about this, by the way, audience, by going back to our first episode, uh, The Gingerbread Man is not a real book, right? This is God's. Kind of, this is just another thing going off of that whole book banning, and it seems to have been taking off here in Pinellas and all over the state, actually. Um, we've been seeing libraries being um, taken off shelves in teachers' classrooms. We've been seeing uh, more books get banned. Here in Pinellas, we did recently ban The Bluest Eye, and this is just another aspect of it. So... Thank you for that context there. We're talking about a protest just about Ron DeSantis, really, and his policies. And it was at the TD ballpark in Dunedin. Yeah, well, we can. it's not just about Ron DeSantis. I think, as a whole, we can say what the state of Florida has been doing. So it's okay. Ron DeSantis, but it's also the fact that the state is intervening in local politics, local administration, local communities in order to impose whatever policies that they think is favorable, popular, trendy at the time. 
and Ron DeSantis as basically the figurehead of the state is benefiting from this and and with his uh, constituency. And it's it's almost like um, this these recent attacks it's been permeating into like the people in the area, right? He didn't ban the bluest eye. Someone here did. Yes. Right? And it's been kind of giving these people a soapbox to get on top of and to spread their own ideology. And we're seeing how this is affecting classroom teachers here in Pinellas themselves. And the school board. And the school board. Yeah. Right. So you talked to a bunch of protesters. Yeah, I did. I, I Who went, was there? So I went there to kind of, you know, interview people, see why people were going to the protest and, you know, why people are interested in, even in education. And... I met a, a, a various different individuals. I met parents, grandparents. There was a couple of young folk there as well. You know, people 20, 22, 23. So I talked to a couple of individuals uh, kind of to get, just get their points of views and see what they think about these policies. You know, these are not individuals who are in the classroom necessarily, um, but these are individuals who have a stake because their kids are in the classroom, their grandkids are in the classroom and whatnot. So I really wanted to get their thoughts about this, um, you know, and their perspectives. What are they concerned about? Well, a lot of them were really concerned about the politics entering um, the classroom in the classroom environment. As we know, education in the state of Florida has not been the greatest and is, is not the greatest. And they're concerned that they're making the state and Ron DeSantis is making it significantly worse through his current policies and his current objectives. I think uh, one of my best friends here, Anita Green, she might have an anecdote for us about how this could be affecting us. Um, St. P. High has been kind of immune to this recently, but there has been some parent involvement recently that has not been favorable. Anita, do you mind telling your story for us? Yeah, no, I don't mind. Um, so it started basically really from the most simplest of things, grammar. <laughs> Things we should be teaching. <laughs> Things you Which should be teaching. Which is what we teaching. actually teach in school. No, right. Grammar. But... It is one of the three R's, as they would say at the school board. <laughs> one of the three R's. But somehow it just went left and it went... Too left. Way too oh, left. Wow. And it, it got to places that it shouldn't have. This is and... woke grammar. We're not allowed no. to grammar. <laughs> so the way I look at it is, it's just like, I'm listening to you guys and I just feel like my main, my first thought is like, yes, no, DeSantis isn't the one that's, you know, um, in these different counties saying, hey, do this. No. But I do feel as if everybody is feeding off of that energy mm -hmm. and they're taking it and running with it beyond. And it's giving the smallest things confidence to just say and do whatever. And I think what happened with me is an example of that. So we were doing our grammar lesson. We were using Quill, which is... Um, a district-approved software. Yes. But, please say that first. District-approved. <laughs> they give it to us. They tell us to use it. The school right. board is paying for this software. Right. So on that lesson, it was a um, paired text that came with our pre-AP curriculum. Um, so the story that we read was The Work You Do, The Person You Are by Toni Morrison. And then another story that we read was Drowning in Dishes But Finding a Home. And the idea is that at the end of these two stories, students are able to write an essay in which they can compare and contrast the different ideas between the two stories. So as part of one of the lessons is a quill lesson in which they're doing grammar and sentence combining. 
in the lesson, the two sentences that were on the lesson was, it's basically, it said who Toni Morrison was and what she's known for. And then they had to just make those two separate sentences one sentence. The thing about Quill is, if you get anything wrong, leave a comma out, forget to capitalize anything, it will mark it wrong. Because that's the idea of grammar. It's a very unforgiving program. (laughs) It's very unforgiving. And the students hate it. But the idea is repetition. Like, hopefully, maybe somebody will get it and start to recognize what needs to be done. Is repetition one of the three R's? Yeah, there's three uh, no, R's. I, I, reading, I, I, writing, arithmetic, and I, repetition. Rhythmic, that's three. Rhythmic. Rhythmic. It was arithmetic. No, there's only three. Okay. There's only three. It's reading, <laughs> writing, arithmetic. Arithmetic. Repetition. One, two, three, yeah. and then whatever. So the sentences, um, pulling it up still, uh, basically was saying that Toni Morrison is a Nobel Prize author. And then the second sentence says something she's known for her depiction of black life. There we go. And um, they had to combine those two sentences. So this particular student um, combined the sentences. However, when they combined the sentences, they didn't capitalize the B for black life. Here where we go left. And I mean, that's an APA standard. That's not, you didn't make that up, right? No, you, I didn't make that up. You didn't demand up. the student to capitalize black for black people. Right. Um, but APA right. says it. APA, right? Right. The, um, if you look, if you read any papers, they'll capitalize it. It's a proper noun. Right. It's a proper noun. Right. Whoa. That's- well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reality of it for me. Like, my thing is, like, are you going around lowercasing the A's in African American? Are you lowercasing the A in Asian? Are you lowercasing Hispanic? Like, are are you going around doing that? No. So, like, for me, it's personal. Like, besides the outside part of it being APA and this is how right. you do it. Um, a lot of black people, me in particular, it was like, oh, we're far away from, you know, African culture. So black is our representation. Like, it's my representation. It's your identity. It's my identity. I am a black woman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, it's just plain and simple. And put some respect on my B. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) that's just how I felt. So I got an email from this particular parent. And she's like, oh, um, I just wanted clarification on why my um i was doing homework with my daughter and she didn't capitalize the the b in something about black lives and i just wanted to know what was wrong with that so you know understandably because not everybody understands this so rules yes rules of grammar right so i sent let's not talk about the rules of grammar she missed in the email she sent me let's undo that So um, I emailed her back explaining why. And I also included a screenshot from um, American Press about why you capitalize the B. And she goes to me, oh, well, can you tell me where it is in the school curriculum that you capitalize the B and not some screenshot you got off the Internet? For all of our listeners, um, grammar rules are only implied from the district. Um, in fact, the district invented English, I believe. Right. And you must comply with these rules from the district. Um, otherwise, we don't speak actual English. We just speak made up word. I don't get her point. Every, I'm trying every, to get at. Basically, everything you can possibly learn, the district has determined 
even in 3000 BC at Plato's Academy. Yes. Pinellas County existed and it dictated uh, education, yeah, right. apparently to this parent. Yeah. Every Sorry. English class starts with God save the queen. We are in charge of the queen's English. We <laughs> well, here in Pinellas County. I think Plato and Socrates, they were one of the first school board members, weren't they? Yeah, they all spoke oh, English. Oh, yeah, that sounds too. about right. Oh, you can't forget English. about Hippocrates and uh, <laughs> Theodosius and whatever. All, all the Greeks. <laughs> You're listening to PCTA's Fire Podcast. I'm here today with Philip El Castro, Nina Green, and Ramsey Aziz on our special episode of Ramsey on the Streets. Um, so, For a dollar, would you correct somebody's grammar? <laughs> no. <laughs> so thank you for that, Anita. I mean, that's eye-opening. And I, I think your story is just one small part in the grand scheme of all of this and Unfortunately, it is getting down to that where people are feeling now emboldened mm-hmm. to see these things. And I think what really sparked this parent's interest was it said a few things. One, black life. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't say black lives, right? Because right? then the last word comes in, then we're in real trouble. Right. And then, right, on top of that, Toni Morrison. Right. right. And <laughs> let me ask you the big question, Anita. Should we teach Toni Morrison? Is she age appropriate ever? Yes. I mean, like, I don't feel like, <laughs> listen. When we think about what the kids are actually watching, <laughs> you know how many kids I have that are watching Euphoria? Is that age appropriate? Oh God, I don't hear no parents saying, hey, turn that off. Right. Because they're like, oh, I watch it with my mom. I watch it with my dad. <laughs> they're, they're watching Breaking Bad in my class. Right. You know, like, <laughs> like, I'm walking behind them and I'm like, you're not taking notes. And they're like, no. I'm like, what are you watching? I'm watching Breaking Bad. Okay, I'm going to spoil it for you because you're not supposed to watch these shows in my class. Yeah, yeah. But we can't read books now? I want you to kind of elaborate a little bit more on who these people were, right? The people at the protest review. As we had said before, you think, how many teachers were there? So there were only three te- teachers there. You know, So they, majority community members then? It was mainly community and members. Parents. And parents, community members, whatnot. There were three individuals. Brent Robinson, who, amazing individual. Uh, I went... I was uh, I was with him during our DWT training day at the museums. It was great, um, great conversations. Uh, he was there. He on TikTok was um, you know he talked about this was happening, and so when I saw that TikTok, I knew I had to be there, which is why this episode is a thing now. Our co-host uh, Bel Castro, he uh, like you know I told him to come with me because I've never been you know I'm still new to the to Pinellas County. I've never been up there driving on my motorcycle know you know i like to have somebody with me you know a bodyguard so he came up with me and uh we you know we're just going around and seeing what's what's happening and i want i was hoping that more teachers were going to be there but it was mostly community members um which is important the community needs to be out here absolutely teachers yeah. and that's kind of uh, what struck me while i yeah. was there so i uh super fan shannon vincent will love this i was late to the <laughs> No, Shannon. Very <laughs> based. Late, very based. Um, and she's, I'm sure she's going to ask me when she sees me. I have no idea why. I don't know why I'm just late to everything. You were re- we were recording a podcast episode. Okay. Yeah, and they were editing. I, I was like two hours early. Yeah. yeah. In any case, I got there late. But what struck me is I was I was surprised at how, how good the turnout was, um, how many people from the community did come to support teachers. Uh, I mean, they had signs ready to go. Um, they kind of had their, their parking spots and everything pecked out already. So I, having arrived late, I was like, wow, this is a pretty good crowd. It did seem like there weren't many teachers there, uh, which was disappointing because I figured we could do a better job of organizing that. Uh, no pun intended, but 
ballpark number? How many people were there? <laughs> there was like there was a good amount. There were I'd say over fifty people. Over fifty. It oh, was okay. a good. Yeah, like yeah, I took good. I took photos and whatnot. There no was a pun great... intended, but was the event at the ballpark based? <laughs> All right, you're done. You Cancel. Uh, the Canceled. the protest was based. Uh, the Pulls what was mic. going inside the uh, the. Uh, uh, if you had to pitch park, another protest, how would you do it? <laughs> I'm just By the gods. over here. I'm striking out. And that's PCTA's fire pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. This is the final. <laughs> this is the final episode. <laughs> um, okay, so about 50 people. You said. Can you like give me a little depiction of these people you were talking to? You're telling me you're, we're describing who these people are. And I think it's important to me people understand who these people are. So yeah, so I talked to one individual who is like you know who identified himself as a Christian. His sign uh, s- said like Jesus. Jesus was woke. You know. Now let me ask you, uh, why are you out here today? Oh, I'm here to uh, let uh, people know that I'm uh, not very happy with the Republicans' uh, uh, view of, uh, about. Wokeness, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, my sign says uh, Jesus was woke. Okay, well, so, can you tell me what that means? Jesus means, was or is woke? What it means is what Jesus told us is that we have to love our neighbors as ourselves. Uh-huh. And that is the key, the whole crux of wokeness. Okay. Love your neighbor as yourself. It was, you know, it was really fascinating. You know, this guy is like talking, you know, against the uh, DeSantis policies. You know, in reference to like, you know, Christianity and what Christian values were. And he was basically saying that Ron DeSantis is not following Christian values through his attack on education and how he's attacking education, you know, which was really fascinating. I talked to uh, I talked to one uh, young individual, very young individual who was carrying around with him uh, a copy of Moss, which is a graphic novel that basically depicts uh, Nazi persecution of uh, Jewish people. That's been on the banned book list too. Didn't we have this conversation that it's it's banned because it shows like uh, like a cartoon rat's butt oh, mouse. or something? Mouse. Okay, I think you're yeah. saying moss. You're talking about what? mouse. Yeah, it's, it's, is it not mouse? <laughs> it's M-A-U-S. Yes, the, the German pronunciation, yeah. mouse. Yes, you must say, we must yes. say it correctly. Mouse. Yes, mouse, moss, whatever, you know? Listen, I'm a Floridian. We say mouse here, sir. Right. Right? I, I aspire to be European, okay? This is Florida. We only got one mouse, and his name is Mickey. <laughs> oh, God. That's not right, Mickey. brother. <laughs> but, yeah, so this guy, he was carrying around a copy of Mouse, and he was also carrying around a copy of Tony, Tony Morrison's The Bluest Eyes, and he was basically telling people that we need to read these books. And so- I spoke with him, and he was talking about... We need these books because they give perspectives, you know, mm-hmm. perspectives outside of ourselves. And also that we need to get out, you know, if you don't know any philosophy, Plato's allegory of the cave, we need to get out of the cave. This is about people trying to uh, give a voice to the voiceless. You want to talk about uh, give a voice to undead children? Well, we're going to give a voice to real life children. Uh, we don't want to deny them uh, the ability to uh, put knowledge inside their heads. And some of that knowledge means the experiences of others. And sometimes learning about the experiences of others makes us more empathetic and aware of our world around us. So uh, I want my kids to be aware of the world around them and not be ignorant and uh, shoved into uh, Plato's cave looking at shadows dance on the wall. I want my kids uh, knowing about real life in an age-appropriate way. If you take uh, books at schools, you uh, you might be taking the only book in that kid's life. Well, okay, great. So um, I think you were telling me earlier that, like, People are concerned about democracy as well. Yeah, people are concerned about democracy. And there was one individual that we um, that we spoke to, who was basically elaborating how 
Ron DeSantis' policies and his actions go against the ideals of democracy and these democratic liberal values. When I say liberal, I don't mean liberal as in left. I mean liberal in its actual usage in political theory, which we do not learn in schools until you're in the university, sadly. Well, it's a common thread that you can't have true democracy without a free and high quality education. If you can't have these, they don't, they go together, right? You can't have an education without democracy and you can't have democracy without a free and high quality education. Absolutely. As a, you know, as a aspiring political theorist, philosopher, individual myself, you know, the key thing and that, you know, in history, as we've seen, what freed people during the age of absolutism, for example, you know, in Europe, um, what freed people was education, the enlightenment. If it wasn't for the enlightenment philosopher, the academics who may have died or were persecuted because of their strive for becoming better, their strive for furthering education, furthering their ideas and whatnot, and going beyond what traditionalist molds were at the time. We would not be here right now. We would not have the freedom mm -hmm. and experience the freedom. For example, you know, we all love to talk about John Locke. You know, John Locke is an Enlightenment philosopher who went against many of the ideals of his time period to talk about and introduce this concept of liberalism. And because of that, you know, we have the system that we have now with these democratic values. You're listening to PCTA's Fire Podcast. I'm Brennan Pickett here with Philip Belcastro, Anita Green, and Ramsey Aziz. We are here today talking about the protests at the TD Ballpark in Dunedin. It was for the governor's baseball dinner. It was on February 16th at around 5 or 6 p.m. Um, moving on to our next segment, um, and you had personally requested this, is I'm going to ask the question here. What can people do to continue this, this effort that was kind of given off at the protests, and how can we have our voices be heard with these concerns what, what do you suggest what do we have here guys well i'm like you know i myself i'm calling calling to action you know teachers the union we need to be out there it doesn't look good on us if it only three teachers show up to a protest now of course i'm a young 22 year old and you know i get it you got to go to timmy's baseball game you got you have a family to take care of this was last minute i don't deny that but we need to be out there. We need to be taking the fight onto the streets because what we're against is loud. And I want to mention something that it's just is a recent phenomenon. Vice News yesterday, they released an article called The Far Right is Calling for the Execution of Teachers and Doctors. And basically in this article, they go into detail about a situation in Wisconsin where the president of a school board, Tim Norton, was sent an email and... They use this quote, which might have to be bleeped out, quote, I am going to kill you and shoot up your next school board meeting for promoting the horrific radical transgendered agenda. It's now time to declare war on you pedos. I'm going to kill you and your entire family, end quote, said the email, which was reviewed by Vice News. These people are loud. These people are actively against us. They're against education. They're against liberal democracy and liberal values. We as teachers are the only safeguard for generations to come. Absolutely. We have the education. We have the means. We need to be educating our youth, not just the three R's, not just... <laughs> not just arithmetic. Not just arithmetic, <laughs> but we need to be educating the children, you know, the freedom to think, and the this freedom is, to, to communicate. This is so much more urgent than ever, really, because I think we have everything to lose this year, this legislative session. Like, we have so much to lose, and... I don't think teachers are starting to really get it until it's going to be too late. And we have been extremely inactive. I'm new into this career. 
So I cannot say anything about what teachers have been doing in the past, what the union has been doing in the past, but now is the time. We need to act. We need to be constantly on the move. We need to constantly be at the school board meeting. Here in Pinellas County, we have a lot of people in, from St. Pete High who's going to the school board meetings. We need all the teachers at the school board meetings. I just want to be fair and clear that teachers are busy with our jobs and our families and personal lives. And not everybody is a Ramsey or a Belcastro or a Brandt who can just like at the drop of a hat go protest. I mean, Dunedin is like 45 minutes from, yeah, from where it, we that, are right That now. was kind of crazy. So yeah, Pinellas is, you know, it's a peninsula within a peninsula. So yeah. it's like to get anywhere. It's a large district. It's a large mm-hmm. district. We don't have great public transit or anything. So 19 is always clogged. 275 is always clogged. So to get to any one of these things, whether it's a school board meeting or a meeting at the PCTA building or any type of protest or event or even a meetup. I mean, we have mentioned before that we want to do like a, like a brewery hang or something to just get more teachers out and know each other and see each other's faces. I mean, it's hard to get people from all over the district, you know, north and south to just meet someplace and do a thing. And I recognize that. It is extremely hard. Like I said, I recognize that right now I have zero responsibilities other than my Same. job. You know, I'm barely functional. I have, I have just as much of no yeah, responsibilities. Just, literally, <laughs> it's just gym and school. That's it. And sometimes one or the other, it's, it, it gets left and out. as soon as you guys leave, I have to grade like 100 papers. Anita, I want to hear your perspective, great, because I mean, you're usually not out with us doing all this activism stuff because you have a life, you have a daughter. But mm-hmm. what do you think – people like you with families could be doing to become more active here? What do you think you could be doing better at? I was thinking about what um, Ramsey was saying. It was, I agree with the call to action, but I think with that comes awareness and having this understanding of knowing about these things. I think that kind of keeps people from doing certain things also, Mm. because especially for people like me, they can't, we can't drop the hat and go. No, so absolutely. like being able to plan and have a date in time, like, oh, I can set this aside to do this. I can plan for this. And by, you know, being able to push out that information in some way, shape or form um, and letting people know ahead of time, that I think that'll get people to, you know, po- possibly can, show up. Yeah. Can I do like a brief survey of just us here? Sure. Um when we agree to go do things like events or with our friends or whatever, what is our like mode of delivery and like our time frame, our time scale? Like I'll say for myself, social media wise, I hang out on Instagram. That's it. I could could not care less about Facebook. I don't read emails. All emails are junk. I don't look at them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't look at Facebook. Facebook is a one way street to me. Um, right. I just it's just reposts from Instagram. But if I see an event on Instagram and it's like this weekend or within a couple of days like oh i do want to check out that market or that concert or whatever so that's for me what is that like for you guys as a gen zer you know i'm on instagram and tiktok you know mm-hmm. like our students i am on tiktok not all day but i am on there even with this like you know protest i didn't find out about this on instagram i didn't find out about this through our emails with the pcta or through brennan and through tiktok you know yeah. because brent talked about it on tiktok so, you but know, that was like a last minute thing. It, it, right. True. It, it happened is, to be it available. Is, it, it, true. But generally it, it, speaking, it, like when we invite you to stuff, yeah, uh, no. what is what is your lead time that you need? Like literally you tell me, let's jump and I'm I'm out the window, you know. I'm but, always about a few days in advance cuz yeah. I don't have kids, but I mean, right. I still have my wife. I have to I have to make plans for dinner. I got to give right. her a heads up, right. right? I think 
for me, if we're talking about how to get our voices heard, right? I've been saying this every single episode during our intermissions, but follow along me here, guys. MyFloridaHouse.gov forward slash find your representative. You need to know who represents you and you need to know who to call. Calling is great. Mm-hmm. And who to message. Um, currently, we're trying to lobby and go to Tallahassee and meet these people. I think the biggest problem, we talked about this last episode with Brent, and it was we are being held accountable constantly. Like That, that word, right. accountability. Teachers need right. to be held accountable. But we are not holding these people who are in office accountable for what they are doing to us. And because of that, they're allowed to make rules and they're allowed to pass legislation. And it is constantly coming back onto us to the point where it's going to break the entire system. We need to go out and make these people hear us. And I think that's why that protest was so important, yeah. right? Just right. because we needed Ron to hear this. We and don't Ron, want this. And like I said, Ron was there. He might have watched us. He might have seen us. He might have completely ignored us. He definitely heard us, you know. And as you'll hear in some of our clips, we were chanting pretty loudly. We had a speaker. We had the mic. We were out there. We were making noise. To the credit, I will add, to, to the credit of, um, of uh, the people who run the baseball stadium, and the Dunedin police, nobody harassed any of the protesters, which was which was nice. I was yeah, kind was of, nice you know, and we, we mentioned earlier how there were no young kids. I could see why somebody wouldn't want to bring like a little kid to this. Yeah, because people, people just drive their cars through these things now. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. So the Dunedin uh, uh, authorities there and the people at the ball field were, were very nice and kind of allowed everybody to stay on the sidewalk and do their thing. Yeah, they were cool. They were cool. I will second that. They were dope. Didn't have any issues uh, on, in that regard. Well, I think with that, we're going to end the episode here, but we're going to take a quick little break. And when we get back, we're going to do our based awards, guys. So stick around. Hey, guys, it's Brennan. One of my goals moving into this podcast project was to have the voices of our listeners play an active role in sharing our message that Union's public schools, well, they're not going anywhere without a fight. And as we dive deeper into the themes of public education, teachers' unions, and political activism, we want to hear from you, our listeners. If you're a teacher, parent, even a member of the community, we extend an open invitation for you to send us a voice recording with your name, occupation, and why you're sticking with the union during these politically turbulent times. We love to play these recordings at the beginning of our episodes and share your thoughts with our listeners. You can send these recordings to PCTA Fire, that's F-Y-R-E, pod, at gmail.com. Additionally, We encourage you to write to your representative and advocate for teachers' unions and public education. You can easily locate your representative by visiting www.myfloridahouse.gov forward slash find your representative. Your voice can make a difference in supporting education and the future of our students. So take a moment to send us a voice clip and write to your representative. Let's work together to positively impact education for all. Hello there. If you support the podcast, you can now donate directly to us from the link in the description. You can donate 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99 monthly. Your donation can help get me, Aziz, off the streets. Well, Unfortunately, Aziz will always be on the streets. He yearns for the streets. But your support will go towards producing high-quality episodes just like the one you're listening to right now.
Your support helps us keep gas in the tank, food on our tables, and our classrooms full of pencils and paper. We all know edumacators all over America are undervalued and underpaid. Help us, mooks like me, continue to bring recognition and a voice to education professionals. And we're back. Okay, so as always, we're going to end on our base awards today. And of course, we have the OG himself, the real one. Tell us what a base award is, buddy. Give All us right. your best. All right. Back from base. the walls. Back, I'm back from the walls. I'm, I climbed out of the walls just for this episode. But basically, what is a base award? Well, basically, it's something that's either agreeable or so insane that it's respectable. You know, so you can say that something is based or you can say that's very based you know there's many different levels it's a multi-tool you know we're just having fun with it yes so um you know i'll go first you know i'll go first we're reading a speech in my class um for ap language and the speech is written by sonia sotomayor who is a famous puerto ricania right now me, I have somewhat of a Spanish background, so I can pronounce her fancy words. But She's what? Supreme Court Justice. She, she is a yeah. current Supreme Court Justice, right? And they're That's pretty based. They're reading her 2001 speech when she was an appeals um, judge. So I mean, it wasn't when she was an actual, uh, you know, Supreme Court. Whatever. It, it it is extremely based watching these kids stumble over how to say her name. Um, how to pronounce any of the Spanish words, and it's just me kind of correcting them constantly. <laughs> uh, Sonia so uh, Sot Mayor, yeah, Sot Mayor <laughs> in Miami, everybody would be saying it correctly, and that's why I must go to the Miami. No, do not go to Miami. <laughs> as, as, a, as a former Miamian, I will say, never go to that place. That place never. is terrible. So uh, everything the light touches, that dark place, that's Miami. <laughs> that's Miami. Yes. Oh, I thought that was St. Pete. So, <laughs> wasn't necessarily respectable wasn't necessarily agreeable but it was pretty based watching me correct them left and right well you know what that's what's respectable it was pretty based that's pretty based i was like no 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 it's puerto Ricania. <laughs> <laughs> so i'll go next um for me on uh, monday so monday the 28th was our dwt day as a social studies teacher uh, I think yeah, the only social studies teacher in in this uh, in this episode. Uh, yeah, okay. that's pretty cringe. <laughs> All right, what was I saying? Well, as the so- only social studies teacher, we had the option of either going to Clearwater to do trainings, or we could go ahead and go to museums in St. Pete. So me, the day that I saw that we could go to the museums, I picked those options. I didn't expect to see anybody I knew there. Uh, but I did see uh, Lee Bryant and uh, Branch Robinson, and I we went to the Western Museum. The what was it called again? Uh, it was a James Museum. Yes, the, yeah, the James, James the is worth James, it, guys. Yes, the James Museum. Yeah. That was my first time there. As I said previously, I'm. Did all, you see the bar? Yes, I did see the, the bar. Bar's cool. Oh, it's super. The bar's cool. super cool. Super cool. Like definitely a place I would hang out. Uh, but the museum bar. Yes, <laughs> it's so cool, dude. It's so Stop cool. It. No, you yes. haven't seen it. You don't. You haven't seen it. That's why. No, That's, Yo, we'll bro, explain it at the end. Go painting. on. But anyways, what was I saying? <laughs> what was I saying? So yeah, we went to we went to the museum, uh, and you know, I was having good conversations with both with both about Bryant and Lee, and you know, we saw some really phenomenal paintings. I would probably would not have gone. Um, I've heard had heard about the museum, but you know, I'm a you know, I'm a European fanatic, as a as one would say, a, a Francophile. Uh, so Western art doesn't really 
particularly interest me. But after going there, I definitely will want to go there again to see more. And then we also went to the uh, Holocaust Museum. Yeah. And at the Holocaust Museum, I was with, with Brant Lee, went to another museum. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> but we had a good conversations there as well. And that one was like really phenomenal. I definitely would like to take my uh, students there on a field trip one day. So about this bar, okay? Cause I, I told everyone you need to see this bar. It's really cool. It's you like, did tell me to go see the bar. It is I, a- did go to the gift shop just to go see the bar. Yeah, it's at the gift shop. It's an old-timey San Francisco Western bar from, like, the Gold Rush days. And, like, it's old. And they shipped it in from San Francisco. Oh, it's it's legit, that. dude. It's a really cool bar. I did touch it. I, I did, like, <laughs> have visions. Touched he touched it. I touched it, and I had visions of uh, being a Gold Rush miner. Uh, and, wow. like, the you, early... You give your best John Marston, like, I need a rum. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I became John Marston for Spurs a moment. Yeah. as you walk in. I went there and had an iced tea and a sandwich. This is a good place to you sit. To, and like, you don't have to pay to get in the museum and go there, right? I the think place. you uh, do. I, to go to the gift shop? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I didn't. Well, I didn't pay because I was there for the training. Right. But I don't know for the gift shop. You just try it. Just roll, roll I, the dice. You know, be a little I bet dicey. You if, you, if you walked in, you're like, "Hey, I'm here to just buy stuff." They'd be like, "Okay, yeah, I, absolutely, yeah. go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and buy stuff." I don't want to look after at you. Anything. I don't want to see any art. I'm just here to spend money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to spend money. Yeah, take a seat. Yeah. 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 Enjoy your chicken sandwich, sir. Right. For our listeners, the the James Museum downtown is um it's one of the more expensive museums that we have in downtown St. Pete. But if you have a library card, you can go get the free museum. You can, pass. Yeah, you can reserve I'm it. Pretty sure the James yeah. Museum is on that list. And on Tuesdays, if you're a teacher, uh, I think you go for like reduced price or for free. Oh, no but way. you got to check the check the website. And then also, whenever they have a new exhibit. Uh, teachers do get in for free. Anita Green, what is your beast award? Okay, I'm going to be a loser. And cool. I'm going to say the beast award goes to you guys for Aww. having me here and for doing this in general. Aww. Solidarity is great and all, but it's with the friends we make along the way. <laughs> that, yeah. That's very base. We appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming on. It's yeah. always a pleasure to hang out. Thank you for, yeah, thank you for coming. It, I mean, hopefully, I don't know, we'll have to listen in the edit, but we are in my kitchen doing this, which is not our normal location. <laughs> my so, man's making a pizza in the back right, right now. Yeah. So if yeah, you hear pizza pie. Like, refrigerators and people stomping upstairs and dogs barking and chainsaws and leaf blowers, it's because I'm like in my, the kitchen, which is like right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah roommates just the yeah, just banging on the walls and stuff. Uh, is it my turn for my? It, it's your turn. Okay. Base time. Um, well, I guess I can, this is more losery. I think. I think my base award is for myself because I'm I'm proud of myself for my gym accomplishments. I'm here with hey, my yes. my personal trainer Ramsey Aziz, who goes and, and kicks my butt at Crunch Fitness, where we run into all of our students and teachers who work in uh, in the city. <laughs> I've never seen. Well, I mean, when I was a teenager, I would never set foot in a gym. I'm surprised I'm doing it now. Right. But I don't know what I would think if I saw a teacher in the gym. But we see quite a few of our students. Yeah. So, But my my accomplishment is I started this process of getting in shape for Space Force. That is the reason for this. Right? He will be a galactic <laughs> marine. <laughs> I will be Master Chief soon. Um, about the same time we started the podcast. So it's been about four weeks-ish. And in that time, I managed to lose about six pounds. And I've gotten my mile run down to uh, about 11 minutes from 12 minutes. So yeah. We're going to drop it down to five minutes. Trust me. <laughs> Five-minute miles. Good uh, so, no, I'm not at a five-minute mile. I'm at an 11-minute <laughs> mile. So I would like to get down to 10 minutes. Um, but I still have a long way to go. I still need to lose about like 20 to 30 pounds or so. Um, that's kind of my goal. 
uh, it's also the Space Force's goal. That's what they've asked me to do. So, it's gotta go fast. So I'm I'm up to the challenge, but uh, slow and steady, and that's that's healthy progress. So that's that's my base to word. Well, that is pretty based. Yeah, it is. And thank I... you, Ramsey, again for being my my personal daily trainer here. So much love. And that's all we have for today, guys. So thank you again for listening to PCTA's Fire Podcast. As always, I'm Brennan Pickett. I am the FEA Director and Fire Co-Chair. I'm Philip Belcastro, Fire Co-Chair. I'm Anita Green, English One Teacher. And I'm Ramsey Aziz, and I have to go back into the walls. <laughs> and until next time, see you guys later. Peace. Peace, peace. Do you have any particular thoughts on like his policies with education? Any thoughts on the book banning? It's horrible. He's he's moving our educational process backwards so far. And in Florida, the educational process has had problems for years. Florida has been behind other states in educational quality. You know, we can't afford to lose anything. And DeSantis is just setting us back so far. All right. Thank you for your time. Hey everyone, we would like to remind our listeners about important school board meetings taking place on March 21st and April 11th at 10am, as well as a 5pm meeting on April 25th. Remember, it's vital for teachers, parents, and community members to attend these meetings and advocate for public education. Your voice and presence can play a significant role in shaping the future of education and improving the lives of students in our community. We want to give a special thank you to Philip Belcastro for providing our theme music and Artifact for adding some great tracks into our intermissions. If you haven't already, be sure to check out Artifact's music at artifactjoints.bandcamp.com. We also want to express our gratitude to Radio St. Pete for airing our podcast, Jamie Beck, Brian Balton, Carla Correa, and Nancy Filardi, as well as all of our supporters in the education community. Your support and dedication has been instrumental to getting the word out and reaching new listeners. Well, that's all for today. I'm Brennan Pickett. You guys have a great day.